0: All right. Thank you, Lord, so much for this opportunity. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Wow! Thank you so much, Chow. Welcome to week two of Wake Up Dreamer. I pray and I hope that you're doing great this morning, and I hope you're with family and friends. Uh, obviously, below ten people uh, because we gotta we gotta remain healthy and and we have to stay safe. But welcome to week two of. Uh, wake up dreamer, I am so excited to bring God's word to you today. Uh, one thing I love about God's word is that there are thousands of promises in the Word of God for our lives.'ve I've researched and I've read upward of five thousand promises, some theologians have said. And uh, many of those promises were given in the midst of tough times um, to to people, your favorite characters. Um, if you're familiar with the Bible, people like Joseph, people like David. Uh, People like Paul and Peter, many of those promises that God gave was was given in the midst of very hard times. What I love about the promises of God is that they paint a picture for us. They paint a picture for us. And so today we're going to read of a man named Abraham, and and God gave him such a promise in the midst of a a tough time. So I want to bring a message to you entitled, Promises Over Problems promises over problems. Um, we, we are in such a season right now. Uh, a lot of us are navigating uncertainty. We are up against a global challenge with COVID-19, but I still believe that God wants to speak his promise to us. I still believe that God wants to give us instruction and clarity and direction. I believe that God wants to show you a picture of, of where you're going even in the midst of this tough time, of this time of uncertainty. So we're going to go ahead and pick up in Genesis chapter 11. We're going to pick up with the life of Abraham. Before his name was Abraham, his name was actually Abram. And we're going to read that here. Let's go to Genesis chapter 11, verse 27. It says, this is the account of Terah's family. Terah was the father of Abram, Nahor, and Haran. And Haran was the father of Lot. But Haran died in Ur of the Chaldeans, the land of his birth, while his father Terah was still living. Verse 29. Meanwhile, Abram and Nahor both married. The name of Abram's wife was Sarai, and the name of Nahor's wife was Milcah. We'll go ahead and skip to 30. It says this here, but Sarai was unable to become pregnant and had no children. So we see Terah, who was the father of these, these three gentlemen, and he's traveling. He's going somewhere. And on the way, Terah loses his son, Haran. And not to mention, Abraham has married a woman who cannot bear children. And uh, bearing children was so important in that day and age. But she was unable to have children and become pregnant and had no children. Verse 31, one day, Terah took his son, Abram, his daughter-in-law, Sarai, and his grandson, Lot, and moved away from Ur of the Chaldeans. He was headed for the land of Canaan. I need you to note this but they stopped and settled at Haran. They stopped at Haran and settled there. Go ahead and note that verse 32 says this here. Terah lived for 205 years and died while still still in Haran. Promises over problems, promises over problems. And you remember I I told you that the the promise is a picture that God gives you for for what he's gonna do and what he's about to do. But in order to see the fulfillment of that promise come to pass in your life, the first thing you must do is not settle. So point number one for today is don't settle. Don't settle. We see that Terah is on his way to Canaan and his son Haran dies. And the Bible says that Terah settles. So now Abram is in a situation where his brother is dead, his wife is barren, And we see here at the end at verse 32 that Terah dies. So Abraham has lost a brother, he's lost his father, and his wife cannot give birth. It's almost like his life is in a constant cycle of just problems. Death, the inability to give birth to anything new, and death. Death, the the inability to give birth to something new, and death. Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever felt as if you couldn't produce something, and that everything around you, there was no life. It was just death. And what we see right now in the text is that Abraham is in jeopardy of adopting his father's mentality. The mentality of a settler. The mentality of a, of a settler. Terah was on his way somewhere. Terah was on his way further. But, but Terah allowed his problems to dictate his progress. And so that's what we see here in the text is he actually settled in a land named Haran, a land that was named after his son. Too many of us settle in the place of our problems. We settle in the place of our problems. I need you to go ahead and write this down. If you're not careful, problematic seasons are where dreams come to die. Problematic seasons are where the dreams and the promises and the visions come to die. So I just, I really want to encourage you right now, if if you feel like your life is in a constant cycle of struggle and and issues and, and hard times, don't let the promises of God die for your life. Les Brown once said this, an amazing speaker, he said, the graveyard is the richest place on earth because it is here that you will find all the hopes and dreams that were never fulfilled, the books that were never written, the songs that were never sung. He says this, the inventions that were never shared, the cures that were never discovered, all because someone was too afraid to take the first step, keep with the problem, or determined to carry out their dream. He says that all because someone was too afraid to take the first step and keep with the problem. The promises of God don't deflect or eliminate the problems of life, but they can act as a shield For your life, so my encouragement to you is: don't settle. We 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 can't settle right now, as a nation in this place. We we, yes, we can be wise. Yes, we can strategize. Yes, we can we we can you know. But but one thing we can't do is we can't settle. We can't settle. Let's continue to read the text here. It says here in Genesis twelve one through five, the Lord said to Abram, "Leave your native country, your relatives." In your father's family, go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram departed as the Lord had instructed, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. He was 75 years old when he left Haran, and it says he took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, and all his wealth. And it says this here, and his livestock and all the people he had taken into the household of Haran, he headed for the land of Canaan, where he would later arrive. My second point of encouragement to you is that if you're gonna see the fulfillment of the promises of God in your life, is to number two, move forward. Don't settle and move forward. I remember... Uh, back in 2014, it was summer 2014, um, God, had, God had laid this, this dream, this church, this, this thing that we now today call Highlight Church on my heart, and uh, it had been about two and a half years. And so me and a couple friends and my oldest, my oldest son, we took a trip to Maryland, and it was based upon a dream that God had given my wife, Kyra. And uh, about a year or so before that, and so we we took a trip up to Maryland for about three days, and we were in search of this city that God was calling us to start this church. And so we were at day three, and I was telling Chris and and Jason and and Jay, I, I just I don't feel it. I, I don't know if we're we're supposed to start this church in Maryland. Maybe maybe I didn't hear God right. Maybe Kyra's dream was just bad pizza from the night before I don't know but we're here and, and I think I'm in the right place And so the last day that we were there we, we went to Silver Spring we were in Silver Spring and I told Chris and Jason to, to take Jay off to the side we were at a park and I said I, I just got to pray I got to pray and I gotta I gotta ask God what's going on And so I started reading my Bible and then I prayed and I said God I I think we're in the right state. I believe we're in the right area. I just need I need some clarity. I, I need you to tell me because if not, we're gonna, we're gonna settle back in Florida. And after I prayed, it's, it's almost as if the Holy Spirit or, or the presence of God just kind of came down in that in that area. I was under a tree. And the Holy Spirit told me, He said, You choose the place and I'll bless it. He said, You're in the right state, you're in the right area, you choose and I'll bless it. You choose and I'll bless it. It's similar to what he's telling Abraham here. He says, "Go, and I'll show." That's how the promises of God works in our lives. That's how faith works in our lives. When we go, then God will show. As we go, the promise will unfold. As we go, God will bless. So God is saying, "Move forward in your thinking. Then I'll bless. Move forward in your plans, and I'm going to prosper it. Move forward in your strategy, then I'm gonna bring the right people. Move forward in your life, and you're gonna see me open doors. Move forward, and then I'll bless. The thing I love about this here, and I'll slow it down so you can take this note. The thing I love about what God is telling Abram, even in the midst of the toughest season of his life, he's lost a brother, his wife is barren, and and and, and he's lost his father. The thing I love about God is, is that God is so great that God has the audacity to give you his greatest promises in the midst of your most problematic seasons. God is so great, I'm gonna repeat that, that he has the audacity to give you his greatest promises in the midst of your most problematic seasons. But the question is, is are we open by faith to what God is trying to show us in this season? Are we open to it? Are we open to the possibility? Are we, are, are we open to a big dream? Are we open to a, cla- a, a cataclysmic vision for the glory of God, for the betterment of mankind? Are we open to it? Because God is still, he is still speaking. I love it, what, what it said. Go ahead and pull up Genesis 12, verse one, one more time. Move forward, I love what it says here. It says, the Lord had said to Abram, leave your native country your relatives your father's family and go to the land that I will show you God just stepped right on in, in verse 1 and he said I know it's tough and I know it's hard but you can't settle here I'm going to give you strength I'm going to give you I'm going to give you the grace I'm going to give you the right people I'm going to give you my love I'm going to give you every resource you need to lift your head And to know that I've called you to something greater. I've called you to move forward. You know, the great apostle Paul also had this attitude, this moving forward attitude. Jesus had called Paul from this life of persecuting the church and arresting and killing Christians. And he told Paul, he said, you're going to do great things. You're going to suffer many things for my glory, but you're going to do great things. And so Paul adopted this forward-moving mentality. Philippians chapter three says this. Paul says this. He says, I have not yet reached my goal, and I am not perfect. I mean, I I can attest to that. None of us here are perfect. He says, I'm not perfect, but Christ has taken hold of me. It's almost, that's that's like how Abraham felt, like Christ had taken hold of him. God had taken hold of him and said, get up. And it says this here, so I keep on running and struggling to take hold of the prize. See, see, a lot of people, when they start to struggle, they stop running. Paul said, no, no, there are promises. There are promises. There's, there's a heaven. There are people. There is there's influence. There's blessing. There's somewhere where God has for me to go. And just because I face a struggle, it doesn't mean I stop running. He says, I run and I struggle. Verse 13 says this here. My friends, I don't feel I've already arrived, but I forget what is behind and I struggle for what is ahead. So, so I, I don't want to negate or discredit the struggle or, or the past or, or what happened yesterday or last week or last year in your life. But, but what I do want to do is I want to encourage you to press on because greater days and greater things are ahead of you. And God has shown you something deep down within your spirit, and that's what you have to pursue. He says this here, but I forget what is behind, and I struggle for what is ahead. In the Greek, this word, this term here, forget, means that I put it to the side and I cover it. So I neglect what is behind because of what's ahead, verse 14 says this here, I run toward the goal, so I can win the prize of being called to heaven. This is the prize God offers because of what Christ Jesus has done. What Paul is saying here is this, I gotta keep running, because when I appear before my savior, I want him to say, well done, good and faithful servant. There's so much potential and destiny on the inside of you. You have to keep running, and you gotta lift your head. I am so celebratory of Highlight Churches for movement. I thank God for the picture that he gave me in 2012, and when he confirmed in 2014 that we were gonna be called here to Gaithersburg, Maryland. Um, we are three years old as a church, and we've seen hundreds of people uh, profess faith in Jesus Christ. We've seen many be baptized, We've seen many marriages be healed, and I am uh, just most moved by our serving, the the hundreds of hours that we've served uh, over the past three years, almost 800 hours of service, the thousands of dollars that we've given in outreach. Um, Even now in this current season as a church, I I just wanna really slow it down and and say thank you for your generosity and, and, and trusting God in your offering. Uh, currently, right now, we've we've developed a new partnership with Gaithersburg Help. They're right here across the street from our new building. And right now in this season, so many people are struggling to find food and to find hope. And I just want to inform you that it's your offering, it's your continued sacrifice that's feeding people in this time and providing hope. Also, all the difference that you've made with family services over the years and the city of Gaithersburg. And God is just continuing to use our church to bless people and to bring people closer to Jesus Christ. So thank you for moving forward. Even though we're in a struggling season, we're moving forward as a church. We're changing the world from the city of Gaithersburg. And it's it's an honor to move forward with you. If you're gonna see the promises of God come to pass in your life, promises over problems, third point here, you gotta have faith have faith, have faith. I've told this story before, but I'm just so impressed by um, my baby boy, Judah. He's five years old. And September of last year, we we promised Judah that we would get him this gizmo watch. And at the time we were with AT&T and we understood that it was going to take some steps to switch over from AT&T and go to Verizon. And so, we promised him in September we were in Target. We said, son, we're going we're gonna to get you this watch one day. And he really wanted it because his best friend, Trey, has a gizmo watch. And so um, every time we go to Target, Judah would stop and at that watch and he'd say, that's my watch. That's my watch. When am I going to get my watch? And so November passed, Christmas passed, New Year's passed, February passed. And what's so crazy about all that is is that Judah was not the perfect boy during that time. Did we have to discipline him? Yes. Did we have to correct him? Yes. Did Judah have to go on timeout? Yes. Um, But we had already promised Judah that we were going to give him this watch. And our promise to him was not based upon his behavior. Our promise to him was based upon our faithfulness and our love for him. A lot of people feel right now, maybe God has these great promises for me right now. Maybe God wants to bless my life, but I haven't been a good boy or a good girl. You, you may feel like you've you've sinned the love of God or the promise of God. You may feel like you're outside of God's perfect plan for your life. But let me tell you about Abraham. Man, Abraham lied. <laughs> Abraham would journey from land to land to land. And the Bible says that Sarai was so beautiful whenever he would encounter a king, he would tell the king that this is my sister because Abram didn't want to lose his life. So, I mean, Abram lied. Um, Abram got into battles and wars. Um, God, God promised Abram. He said, I'm going to make you great. I'm going to make you into a great nation. I'm, I'm going I'm to give you many descendants. Your family will be a blessing to the families of the world. Uh, and God gave him that promise at 75. Well, that promise did not come to pass until Abraham was 100. And in the midst of waiting on God, Abram would go, he, he would go on to have a baby out of wedlock with, with a servant woman named Hagar, and she would give birth to Ishmael. So he took matters into his own, own hands. Abraham was not perfect by any stretch. Abraham was not righteous within himself by any stretch, but he had faith in God. And that's what God honored was Abraham's faith. It was my promise in Judah's faith that brought forth the fulfillment of the promise. And now today, Judah has his gizmo. Watch, the fulfillment of a promise. Let's look at Romans 4, 13. It says this here. I love this. I'm gonna, we're gonna read some, a lot of verses. I just want the Bible to speak here. It says this here. Clearly, God's promise to give the whole earth to Abraham and his descendants was, was based not on his obedience to God's law, but on a right relationship with God that comes by faith. Verse 16, so the promise is received by faith. It is given as a free gift, and we are all certain to receive it. Whether or not we live according to the law of Moses, if we have faith like Abraham's, we are certain to receive it if we have faith. It's not about being perfect, for Abraham is the father of all who believe. Verse 17 says this, It says, that is what the scriptures mean when God told him, I've made you the father of many nations. This happened because Abraham believed in the God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. All God is looking for right now in this season is your faith. He's not looking for you to change your behavior. He's not looking for you to clean it up. God will clean you up but he's just looking for faith. Verse 18 says this here, and it says, even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping, believing that he would become the father of many nations. For God had said to him, that's how many descendants you will have. Verse 19 says this here, and Abraham's faith did not weaken, even though at about 100 years of age, he figured his body was as good as dead, and so was Sarah's womb. Verse 20 says this here, Abraham never wavered and believing in God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger and stronger. And in this, he brought glory to God. Verse 21, he was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. Verse 22, and because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous. Abraham was not perfect, but he had faith, and it was Abraham's faith that brought the fulfillment of God's promise. It was Abraham's faith that God counted as righteousness. It was Abraham's faith that gave him right standing with his father, and I love the promise here in Galatians, uh, Romans 3.22. I'm sorry about that. Romans 3.22 we are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. So it doesn't matter who you are, where you are. It doesn't matter how you've started. It doesn't matter how you think you're gonna finish. doesn't matter what COVID-19 is doing. All that matters is that you know that God loves you And he sent his son to die on you for a cross. And on that cross, his blood was shed for the forgiveness of your sin. And all it takes is faith. The Bible says, um, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you shall be saved. All it takes is is faith, no matter who you are. Well, pastor, you don't know me. It, It doesn't matter. God knows you. God loves you. God sent his son to die for you. And then his son rose for you so that you would have a life and a life more abundantly. And God has great promises for your life. And it's as easy and as simple as saying, God, I trust you. God, I accept your grace. God, I accept your forgiveness. Why is this important? This is important because the Bible says that Abraham is the father of all those who believe. And I love this promise here. Galatians 3.29 says this here. And now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. You are his heirs, and God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. It says that you are his heirs, and God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. That is the promise to prosper you, to bless you, to provide for you, to protect you. And God is always going to speak to you because of what his son did on the cross for you. So just speaking from the heart, really, I wanna encourage you to continue to hold on to the promises of God, even in the midst of your problems. Know that God has a plan. Know that God has a destiny for your life. I just wanna take a moment as we conclude this message to pray with you. Maybe you'll say, and I, I I need Jesus in my life. I need to know the promises of God. I I, I I need him right now. And so what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a moment to pray. If that be you, let's just go ahead and pray. Repeat after me. Say, Father God, I believe that Jesus is Lord. I thank you for your son. I thank you for your sacrifice. Come into my heart. Forgive me. I am yours. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, or church, if you're with someone who just prayed that prayer for the first time and they've given their hearts to Jesus or they've come back to Christ, let's celebrate right now. Yeah, celebrate, celebrate. Woo! God bless you. That's week two of Wake Up Dreamer. We will see you next Sunday. Oh, perfect. Great. Yay!